Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NFL. One thing before we get started, if I give you some information, at least know the rules before you put in the press. Red and yellow bands. They don't have to wear them in practice. That's for indoors. I got to read. We should be fined for red and yellow bands because they ain't got them on their practice. That's You're going to report that. Make sure it's right. Bruce Arians, coach of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Always a colorful character. And apparently he's got the goods on somebody or some buddies. Who messed up the reporting? So he put them on blast. Colorful bands and colorful language. That was one bleep, two bleeps, three bleeps, four bleeps, five bleeps. I count uh, two Fs, two Ss, and a BS. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Staying in Florida, Miami Dolphins Pro Bowl quarterback. Not quarterback. Cornerback. Cornerback. Does it see that close to the queue? No. Okay. Xavier Howard revealed in social media posts that he has requested a trade, saying in part, I don't feel valued or respected by the Dolphins. Just like they can take a business-first approach, so can I. He's due $12 million in non-guaranteed money this season. So, high stakes for him. Losing $12 million in non-guaranteed money pretty quick. Have to see how that plays out. The shades of uh, Aaron Rodgers here. The NFL, heavy-handed? I had never heard that before. Easy for me to say that, sitting here in a non-NFL state. Whereas he's in the locker room, taking whatever he's taking from the Dolphins' front office. There are people who like the Dolphins this year. The Bills are the easy pick to win the division. Jets have a massive rebuilding job, all kinds of question marks in New England. Some people, actually a lot of people, have Buffalo as second-best team in the AFC behind only the Chiefs. But... Things don't always go according to script in the NFL. Certainly injuries are a massive part of the game. And the Dolphins are getting a little bit of hype. The NFL said there are no restrictions on Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson in training camp despite his facing 22 active lawsuits that alleged sexual assault or sexually inappropriate behavior. Trevor Bauer sitting over there going, I got one and nobody's going to let me out on the field in baseball. But the NFL, if not game on, because we're not at the games yet, practice on. The Green Bay Packers are working on a deal to bring back Randall Cobb to the franchise from the Texans at Aaron Rodgers' behest. The deal will require Cobb to agree to a revamped contract fit under the salary cap, but the trade is reportedly close to being done. Why are the Texans cooperating? I get Green Bay's motivation. Texans are like, oh, you need this guy back? Oh, Sure. What are they getting? Draft picks? Can't wait to see the deal details on that. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. There you go. That is the commissioner of the Pac-12, George. Uh, uh, now I can't say it. Kolofkov. Kala- uh, no, I missed it. 
See, I, I, I wasted it at the beginning. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, you nailed it, man. Just, just have Austin back in the studio. Just George commissioner, Kriavkov. and then he could play the first. Kliavkov. Thank you, Austin. That's uh, George Kliavkov. Geez, I blew it there. Sit down. We, <laughs> thank you, Austin. Where were you five minutes ago? <laughs> Two minutes ago. One minute ago. All right. There's Jake Scott struggling with the commissioner's last name, Kliavkov. Of course, I've got it right in front of me, so I'm cheating. That was a lot of content from the Pac-12 Media Days. We just replayed, I thought, a really good interview. I'm with PK. It was just too short. Britton Covey, breaking down quarterbacks, breaking down spring games and expectations. I thought it was excellent. If you didn't hear it, go to 1280thezone.com. Really good stuff. There were so many interviews all day long. I don't know where to jump in. The preseason poll, which we were talking about about 24 hours ago, pretty predictable in the North, very predictable in the South. And the commissioner coming out and saying, Utah could win the national championship. Look at him hyping it up. We're going to focus on football and men's basketball. It's not really what the Conference of Conference of Champions was known for the last decade. How is he going to leverage the TV negotiations to get the most money possible? To quell any talk of teams jumping or realignment in this part of the world? Very interesting. Other college news. University of Texas and University of Oklahoma formally notified the SEC they're taking, seeking an invitation for membership. Of course, you don't do something like that until everything's done behind the scenes. 11 of the 14 SEC member schools will have to vote for it to happen, and so far people can only identify one no vote, which is Texas A&M. I mean, Tennessee and Kentucky and Vanderbilt and South Carolina are going to get more money, but Mississippi, Mississippi State, how, how are they going to compete? You just accept, hey, we're in the league, and Alabama's going to come to town, or Oklahoma's going to come to town, it's going to be exciting. It is hard for Florida, Georgia, LSU, and Auburn to hang with what's going on. For that matter, how's Texas going to compete? Texas has its hands full with Kansas State and Iowa State. But who cares? You're in the exclusive club. You get the money. UNLV is going to add former Ohio State and Miami quarterback Tate Martell to their roster this fall. A former four-star prospect out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. He's coming home. Two seasons of eligibility left. Couldn't get the starting job at the Ohio State. You dropped down a level to a Power 5 school, but no longer an elite Power 5 school. Miami doesn't work out there. Back home to a group of five school. See how that plays out. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. As expected, the NBA Board of Governors gave approval Tuesday to the plan that will bring back the play-in tournament in April of 2022. Format will be the same as this past season. Teams that finish 7, 8, 9, 10 will play to determine the 7 and 8 seeds. 7 and 8 seeds don't really go anywhere, but owners don't care. It slows down, but doesn't stop, but slows down dumping games. An extra home game is worth a lot of extra money. The owner wants the extra money. That puts the pressure on the GM and the coach, and then the pressure goes right down to the players. Seven and eight, you're going to get an extra home game. You might get two. 
I get seven and nine, get an extra home game. Seven might get two. Eight might get an extra home game. Even if you're 11th or 12th, if you're close enough, you battle for 10 just to get in. There's a chance. So to that degree, I guess it's good. But how did seven and eight do once we got to the playoffs? The Lakers could have, makes air quotes, made some noise if they'd been healthy. But they weren't, so they were out in six games. I'm for it. Go ahead, play it. It's a couple extra games. I'm good with it. I don't think it fixes everything, but it does seem to slow down the dumping of games at the end of the year. Former NBA, our former president Barack Obama has joined NBA Africa as a strategic partner and minority owner, the NBA announced Tuesday. NBA Africa conducts the league's business on that continent, including most notably the new Basketball Africa League. Obama plans to help the league's social responsibility efforts, including programs and partnerships across the continent that support greater gender equality and economic inclusion. He'll also have a minority equity stake in NBA Africa, which he intends to use to fund Obama Foundation youth and leadership programs across Africa. Starting to see some players come out of Africa. And I guess it depends on how you score it. I mean, Akeem Olajuwon would be the best player. I, I got that one. Now he came to U.S. colleges, and sometimes people want to create a second category. But if you're developing young players, if they come to U.S. colleges, I mean, it's kind of like the players getting discovered in Australia. If they come to U.S. colleges, okay. And if they don't, uh, I don't see Jazz fans complaining about Joe Ingles. Well, Patty Mills played at St. Mary's. Yeah, if you come through St. Mary's, Della Vadova, right? Yeah. So, whatever. I, I think the current, the best current player, am I missing someone here, Yak? Would it be Pascal Siakam? He's probably the top yeah. current. But a lot more can be done there. And, of course, the NBA thinks they can also build a lot more fans there, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> untapped market. There's jerseys, there's jerseys to be sold. TV money to be acquired. Dallas Mavericks set to hire a longtime NBA assistant, former Phoenix Suns head coach, former Jazz assistant, Igor Kokoskov, as an assistant on Jason Kidd's coaching staff. Kokoskov was a Fenerbahce in Turkey and, of course, has a personal relationship with Luka Doncic and told the Phoenix Suns to draft Luka Doncic. They didn't, and then they fired him. Now they get to the finals anyway. Naden wasn't a total bust, although he wasn't very good in game six either. And I think as much as you want his relationship with Doncic, what can he tell you about the foreign players coming out of Europe? As we watch the U.S. team struggle, losing a couple tune-up games, losing their opener, that was quite the run at the start of the Iran game. Oh, my gosh. Don't need to get behind the paywall to see that. Thank you very much. But there's a lot made about the U.S. doesn't have their best players, and it's true. It's also true the U.S. doesn't have the best players. Now, it's also true that other countries are only starting to get to the point where they have the depth of NBA players. Greece has the Antetokounmpo family, and then the depth falls off dramatically. But right now, there are people who are sure Luka Doncic is the best player in the game. Foreign player. The NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic, foreign player. The NBA Finals MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, foreign player. How are those foreign players doing in the NBA? Awfully good right now. So maybe Igor Kokoskov can help the Mavericks find more because 
They'd had Don Nelson Jr., who was at the forefront of the international movement, and he's out in Dallas after almost a quarter of a century. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Two balls and a strike to Fernando, runner on first two outs. This pitch hit in the air to deep left field. Canna not wow. even going to move. It is way, way wow. back underneath the video board and left. Swung on by Votto. That is hit well and gone. Way out of here. I mean a line drive home run that went out of here lickety split. Home runs from around the major leagues. Didn't go with the sound from that Giants game, huh? That was a heck of an error. A lot of stuff went wrong in that. But you heard Shohei Otani, Homer, that's 36 home runs. That's tops in the major leagues. Vlad Guerrero Jr. has 32. Fernando Tatis Jr. has 31. Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado homering as the Padres beat the Athletics 7-4. That's the same score as the Reds and the Cubs. Joey Votto hit two homers in that game. Should mention Shohei in that game. The Rockies beat the Angels 12-3. But the Angels, I mean, we're here for the Shohei Otani show. Do we, do we think the Angels are going anywhere? The Angels haven't gone anywhere for a while. And 100 games into the season, a nice round number. They have 50 wins and they have 50 losses. And these days, that puts you at the edge of the wild card race. The Rays look far and away the best wild card team and maybe they'll win the division and make the Red Sox the wild card team. That's more drama on that end. Uh, and then you get down to all the teams that are barely over 500. Angels are five games behind the A's. Four games behind the Mariners. So that's what they're chasing to get to the wild card. I mean, it's doable, but it just doesn't seem likely the way things are going. As far as the throwing error in the Giants game, Giants and Dodgers playing again. It's 1-1. It's the eighth inning. And everyone's going to focus on Bellinger with the throwing error. He chucked that ball. Man, he he missed the mark at third base by I don't even know how much. It wasn't close. It was a, it was you hear a wild throw, it was a wild throw. But a lot of stuff went wrong before that. First off, it's one one in the eighth, don't walk a guy. Second, don't walk two guys. So you got two runners on because you walked them. The ground ball to second, and I get you want to chase the runner down, tag him, and get the double play. But when you can't tag him because he stops in the baseline. To then throw the ball to first? No. You got to get that runner. Run him back to first and tag him. Or turn and throw the ball to second. I thought throwing the ball to first was option number three. Do you want runners at second and third? Or do you want runners at first and third? It seems like that's a pretty obvious choice. And yet, the wrong one was made. And then came the throwing error. So I score at least three things going wrong in that inning. Before the fourth thing went wrong, which was the low light. More for you Giants fans, the highlight. Bees get blown out by the Las Vegas Aviators 11-1. They begin a a six-game series in Albuquerque against the Isotopes tomorrow night at 6.35. Trade deadline coming up. Uh, Mariners trade their uh, reliever Kendall Graveman to the Houston Astros before acquiring starting left-handed pitcher Tyler Anderson from the Pirates. Washington National star Steven Strasburg will have season-ending neck surgery after being diagnosed with neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome. He was 1-2 in five starts this year. 
The guy's had a lot of surgeries. Well, especially he leads into that World Series title in 2019. It's kind of been a just cavalcade of issues since then. When he's healthy, he's awesome. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's just healthy, but the thoracic syndrome outlet sounds like first cousin to what we've seen with some local athletes here. Well, Nick Emery not, not notably yes. had that same right. issue. He had surgery for it. Was that the exact same thing? I don't know if it's the exact same right. thing. But he had thoracic outlet syndrome. He had to have surgery on ribs to relieve it, and that's why he wore the long sleeves and whatnot. Well, if you got to have it, you got to have it. Trade deadline coming up. Um, Adam Frazier, man, the Pirates—they're just—they're just selling fire sale. Yeah. And the Padres, if you got an all-star second baseman, get another all-star second baseman. But they can move guys to first base or left field. It's about getting another bat. They don't score as many runs as the Giants and Dodgers, and they want to close the gap. Dodgers actually score almost half a running game more. Quite a bit. So deals happening everywhere, and we might have something for you again tomorrow morning. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up next, Chad Ford, NBA draft expert, proprietor of Chad Ford's NBA Big Board newsletter and podcast. He'll join us at 730. Eric Walden, Utah Jazz beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune at 9 o'clock. What are the Jazz going to do in the draft? Trade up, trade back, trade out. Sit right where they are. Because they like somebody. Seems like that's the thing to bet against. There's too many options. And we hear how much movement there's going to be in this. We had David Locke on last week, and we'll run this by Chad Ford next. Is there anyone that deep in the draft who's going to help the Jazz in the playoffs in the next three years? The future is now. Rudy Gobert is 29 years old. Donovan Mitchell is now done with his rookie contract. He's now into his second deal. You're a restricted free agent going from that first to the second deal. But he'll be an unrestricted free agent going to his third deal. So the Jazz are on the clock. Whether you want to obsess about Donovan Mitchell's contract, or if you want to obsess about Rudy's advancing age, or if you want to obsess about both, the Jazz are on the clock. The future is now. Now is the time. So are they going to trade out? There are some people who might want to trade in. We'll talk with Chad Ford about that coming up next. Eric Walden, Utah Jazz beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune. He'll join us at 9 o'clock. We'll get his theories as well. Also coming up this morning... Big story in the Olympics, and the Olympics are on TV right now, so I don't think people are listening to the radio for the Olympics. If you care about the Olympics, I think you're, you're following the Olympics. But the Simone Biles story isn't just about the Olympics. This is about local high school sports. This is about local college sports. It may be about the Jazz. But it is definitely about college football and basketball. With, without question. We have Tim Lacombe on. He does the Jazz pre-half and post. He was on the staff at Utah with Rick Majerus uh, back in the 90s. He was on, he was at BYU as an assistant coach for a long time. And I asked him, how much more time are you spending on players' mental health and working on their mindset? And mental health is a wide range. Versus what you had to do 10 or 15 years ago. He could barely get out words. He discovered so much more. 80% 80% more. I mean, it's a massive number. It's a huge deal. Now, Simone Biles, four-time Olympic gold medalist, and she also had a bronze from 2016. So I know some people scoffed at this and like, you're at the Olympics, suck it up. And I might have been told that when I was a coach. And honestly, even today, sometimes that might be the right answer. 
but it isn't always the right answer. And if you're a parent or you're a coach, how are you supposed to know? We'll talk with Riley Jensen about all that at 8 o'clock and what he sees with athletes' mental health. And, you know, we don't know Simone Biles, and we're not with Simone Biles. She's half a world away. So to say specifically this is what is happening with Simone Biles seems like a risky proposition to me. But this also doesn't seem like a one-off. I get it's a bigger deal because it's the Olympics and there isn't much else going on in sports and NFL camps haven't opened and the NBA's done. And she's a four-time gold medalist and was going to be the face of these games. So I get why it's a big story, but I, I don't think this is just specifically about Simone Biles. So we'll talk with Riley about that coming up at 8 o'clock. Chad Ford next. Stay with us.